Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. An Erio's original. The the thing with me and roller coasters that's really weird is what's what I'm obsessive about is cataloging them. Interesting. Go on. I like to make lists of things. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll ride them and I have a spreadsheet mm-hmm. and I will sort out like who designed them. It's it's almost like having an interest in architecture, except it's like a very weird juvenile branch of architecture. <laughs> Welcome to Filling the Void, which is a podcast I do where I talk to people about what they do for pure joy, their hobbies, no agenda driven things, nothing you make money from, just the fun of doing something for your life that you like and don't care what anybody else thinks. Okay, so today we're interviewing a person who is like one of my idols. She's so amazing. She inspires me so much I always say this person is my career ideal I aspire to be like her in terms of how prolific she is how she is so herself with all of her work she has a family like I do and she just fucking keeps it real and like I this is the first time I've ever met her was today she's she came to my house we're sitting in my bedroom and she's so cool and I'm I'm gonna tell you her name right now because she's gonna say it herself. Here she is, the tremendously grateful Diablo Cody. Right? Thank How you. cool is that? That's that is that was Diablo too Cody kind. is here. Too kind. So I was gonna guess your hobby, Diablo Cody. I don't. I don't. I might. No, I don't want to. You don't want to guess my hobby? Like a real unknown one. I mean, I would say I think you're into horror movies. I do like horror movies. Yeah. I wrote one. Uh, it flopped. I have not attempted that feat again, but I do still enjoy horror movies. That experience did not leach the joy out of the horror movie experience for me. That's awesome. Yeah. And you wrote a horror movie because in my opinion and in my heart, I felt you just had such a love for the genre that you were like, this is going to be my next movie. I'm writing a horror movie. I don't give a shit. And yeah. It wasn't during a time where horror movies were popping off like they are now. I know. It is kind of a different market right now. I do feel like it would be easier to kind of try and get back into horror. But at the same time, I'm like reluctant. I'm a little bit tender still from that experience. So interesting. I'm a big pussy. Are we allowed to swear? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, you feel sensitive? I am a very sensitive person, yes. That's interesting. Yeah. Because I'm like, I bet Diablo Cody doesn't give a fuck about what anybody thinks and she doesn't care and she doesn't even read reviews and she doesn't even like 
go to any parties because she's like fuck Hollywood and doesn't care. You're about right anyone. about a couple of those things. <laughs> I, I actually don't read reviews because I've actually heard this is a, a narcissistic trait mm. where there's people who like criticism like tears them apart and they literally can't handle it. And, and that's me. Like if I read something mm. negative, it will echo in my mind for days. And I also don't really see the value in reading positive things because I just don't think anyone's ever become a better artist because mm. they got fluffed. I wish I could be one of those people who's like, I don't read them because I don't give a shit. The problem is I give a total shit. I think if somebody were to say, I don't give a shit, I wouldn't believe them. Who doesn't really care what people think? I I do know some people in this industry who can read the reviews in this sort of detached way. It's not to say it doesn't affect them in the least, but they're capable of consuming all of it and not spiraling. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a fascinating trait (laughs) that I... I personally do not possess. And you don't go to parties. You were right about that. How come? I'll I'll hit one occasionally. Like recently we got invited to one at Jeff Bezos's house and I was like, I'm fucking going because I wanted to see the house. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is the richest dude in the world. So I went and drank and Wait, who is that again? He's the he's the Amazon. He, oh yeah. Yes. Oh, he's God. the richest man in the world. What is his house like? Well, it was one of his houses. You know, this is like somebody who has like a million. I don't know if this was his main residence, but it was this gigantic, sick ass hacienda like situation. Do you know what I mean? In L.A. Yeah. It looks like a resort in Palm Springs. Like what street? I'm kidding. (laughs) No, No, it was really it was it was. Yeah. I mean, it would be like living at like the Ritz in Cancun. It was the vibe. Holy shit. Yeah, it was really cool. But like, you know, Jennifer Lopez is there and like Brad really? Pitt. And I unapologetically love to like gawk at celebrities. You know, I will enjoy doing something like that, but I'm in the corner the entire time. Backed up. I do not mingle. You like don't? I will I dr- you get I don't talk anxiety. to anyone. If I see someone I know I hide. I oh my God, the worst. If I, I can see someone that I know like and have warm feelings for and hide. Like, I just, it just stresses me out. Even if you're with your husband? Oh, my God. What the problem is, in therapy, I think they would call it a folie à deux, where we're both like that. Uh-huh. He's, he's uh, you know, even more uh, sort of withdrawn than I am. So, yeah, we'll go. We'll just kind of hang out and uh, and take it in, and then we, we leave. But I do not network or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Celebrities are really, like, seeing a Brad Pitt, or a Jennifer Lopez, it's I'm like, don't look directly yeah, at it's them. Like it's so intimidating and exciting. Last night, we went, Paul and I went to see Carrie at the Egyptian. Mm-hmm. And Paul went early to save seats because he's a nerd, but very sweet. And he was like, he texted me and he was like, Stephen King is here. And I was like, oh, my God, looking around for a book, what? which one am I going to bring for him to sign on writing? Pet Cemetery. Like, yeah. so excited. And then, That's a biggie. And then Paul was like, my B, he just kind of looked like him. <laughs> it wasn't Stephen King. I'm a nerd. Never mind. Um, that's funny. <laughs> and then we went and Paul was like, that's the guy. And he what, he did have a Stephen King slouch. And yeah. like his profile, like I could see how Paul would think that, but without even seeing the face, he claimed King, which yeah. was crazy to me. And Paul was like, I thought it would be crazy for him to come to a screening of Carrie 
at the Egyptian all the way from Maine. And That's I, what I was thinking. I was like, Stephen he, King came in from Maine to, to watch Carrie? He probably would have been here for other things. Yeah, that's is, true. Is what I would think. I love that movie so much. It is a perfect movie. And it was so good seeing it on the big screen. I never had. And yeah, No, I don't think. I, I certainly haven't. It just was so, it was really good. And Did you know that when um, PJ Souls gets knocked out with that hose... That, that she was really unconscious. Really? Yeah. Whoa. I love that movie. The, I, I'm, I love I'm it. especially obsessed with the score, which it's is like... It's so good. It's so it's so good. It's so weird. Yeah, that's that one is like high on my... And I also saw that movie at a really young age that was... It was like unbelievably inappropriate for yeah. me to see. And you know how those movies specifically get burned in your brain? Yes. Because you're like, just that first scene where they're all in the shower, I was like scandalized, you know? I do have that. Mine was Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. Like I saw that way too young. And it's changed my life, and it's my favorite movie. It's an incredible movie. Yeah. You know what? I'm a bad mother. My eight-year-old wanted to see it, and uh, I let him watch it recently. That's fine. He said he didn't think it was that scary. And I was like, are you (laughs) out of your fucking mind? I was like, I'm still scared of that movie, and I'm 40 years old. He was just like, I don't know. It's a clown doll. Like, it's kind of goofy. I was like, oh, my God, dude. He is less neurotic than me by far. Like, he's, he's really fucking cool. What but, if he's desensitized because of like well, Slender that Man? That was kind of what freaked me out is I was like, oh, are you just seeing so much like casual violence on like YouTube or whatever or Fortnite that Poltergeist isn't frightening? Was he trying to be cool? No. The, the crazy thing about him is like I was terrified of everything as a child, like mm-hmm. terrified to the point where I can't believe my parents didn't get me like professional help because you shouldn't have a kid who stays home sick anytime there's a breeze outside because I thought like trees were going to blow over on me. Like crazy phobias. And my son is the opposite. He would get on like a motorcycle with a like escaped inmate right now and like go off into the sunset and maybe write me occasionally. So you would get scared of everything. I was scared of everything. I would have been terrified of your adorable dog when I was a kid. Like everything. So then we gather here today because <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> we gather here today because Diablo, I heard a rumor. Like I didn't read anything about this. I just some a friend of a friend, I think, was like, "Oh, I heard Diablo Cody's into roller coasters. You should interview her <laughs> about her hobby of loving roller coasters." So that see like I I'm the same whereas I would get scared when I was younger of everything. But I sort of like to scare myself. I, I get like a weird yeah. cocaine rush from it. But I'm very scared of roller coasters. Whereas you would have been scared of my dog, who's like a big golden doodle, but very <laughs> sweet. But you love roller coasters. Which I do. They're fucking so scary. What? How'd you get from there to there? I think there's actually a weird connection because I was terrified of them as a kid. Like I was the last kid that was going to get on a roller coaster. Right. And then uh, when I was like hit sort of adolescence, there was like a few things that changed about my personality. I had like a reboot that I think was, this is becoming so therapeutic, but I think it was related to my brother moving out of the house and going to college. And suddenly this like really uh, sort of complicated shadow was out of my life. And uh, I just suddenly became like a much more outgoing person. I started trying shit and I stopped being so afraid. And there was a group of kids going to Six Flags in like eighth grade. You know, it was like the cool thing to do. And I didn't want to be the pussy, especially since there were going to be boys there and like male approval is my drug. So I was like, I'm just I'm just going to do it. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I loved the roller coasters were great. That was fun. That was thrilling. The, The thing with me and roller coasters that's really weird is what's 
what I'm obsessive about is cataloging them. Interesting. Go on. I like to make lists of things. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll ride them and I have a spreadsheet mm-hmm. and I will sort out like who designed them. It's, it's almost like having an interest in architecture, except it's like a very weird juvenile branch of architecture. <laughs> no, it's fascinating. And also it is they are architecturally uh, amazing. Like they're I don't... totally amazing. So you will hear about a roller coaster. Yeah. And you'll make a spreadsheet. Tell me your process. The problem is like this, this whole hobby kind of became impossible for me after I had kids. There's just something like so profoundly ridiculous and selfish about a mom being like, hey, guys, I'll see you in three days. I have to go to Six Flags in, in Houston because I need to ride this new roller coaster without you. Like, and right. everyone's like, well, take them with you. I'm like, pain in the ass, five airfares, not fucking worth it. Right. So I don't do it anymore. I do still go out to Magic Mountain if they get something new or like, you really? know, local. And I do take my oldest son with me because he's into it now. So before you had kids, which was, I don't know, eight years yeah, ago or whatever. Yeah. The best way to get a lot of credits, as we call them in the coastering world, <laughs> is you have to uh, is to to sign up for a trip with other enthusiasts where you have a big bus and you all go from park to park and ride everything. Oh, and there's like a scene? Oh, you have no idea. I there really are like don't. warring factions. There are what? like there is gossip, there's drama, there is competitions. Who <laughs> got, who's going to get this credit first in Dubai? What? Oh my god, it's a whole thing. I can't believe there's not a documentary about this world. Like there probably should be. You should probably make it. Maybe you're right. <laughs> oh my god. No. A documentary you know, you, because we want to see it. That's like why, like yeah. Forget podcasts. So the ba- the <laughs> old news. No, tell. Yeah. I, okay. So the established group that have been around forever is Ace, the American coaster enthusiast. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? The the established group that's been around forever are the the American coaster enthusiasts or Ace. Oh. And they are they kind of have a reputation. Watch me get dragged for this by by Ace. But like they kind of have a reputation for being like super old fat dudes who wear these like satin jackets covered in like patches of amusement parks mm-hmm. and like it's like a very those jackets sound cool yeah i know i can't believe i don't have one <laughs> yeah <laughs> but patch jacket is almost like an insult in the coastering world because it means you're like <laughs> oh. it means you're like you care too much no it's sort of like uh i'm trying to find a equivalent in a different hobby but like a like, bowling league yeah there's like sort of like an old guard uh-huh and then there's like young people who have a life outside of it and are like right. a little more mm-hmm. irreverent perhaps right so like the old timers are like this isn't the cyclone and yeah and you know what i'm a little bit like that i'm kind oh. of a purist like i don't like when they tear down old coasters mm-hmm. uh even if they suck even if they're like so rough that they can't be ridden anymore i it makes me sad when i hear about a demolition whereas like most younger people in the community just want bigger better faster newer don't give a shit about you know history mm. and i do tend to be more of the okay so that's fair i like that i am kind of a patch jacket in a way i guess so ace there's ace mm-hmm. and then the trips that i took were with a different group I did a couple of tours and we would, yeah, you'd be on like a big bus and go around. Like one year I did the Deep South. What, one year what I did called? Canada. What are your other, what are the other troops called? Oh, the the group? Like the club? Like there's the, Ace and what? The are, club I went with was called Theme Park Review. Hmm. They don't do tours anymore, but it was amazing because you would, literally all you did was ride roller coasters. And for, and for me, it was just like a, almost like a collecting binge. And you would get on a bus in, let's say, California and drive to 
Yeah, I mean, like you just, just sat through the you, south. You definitely went through some like like, and it was not glamorous. <laughs> right, right. I don't imagine it was. But uh, yeah, and the the weirdest thing about it is like there are very, very, very few female coaster enthusiasts. I don't wow. know why it's like a male dominated thing, but it is. That is interesting to me because I know so many as many women who are love roller coasters as dudes i mean i guess maybe i just know more women i'm friends with more women at this point but like so what age do you need to be to start this coastering you just have to be tall enough to go on the rides so you'd be on these buses with kids no so that was the thing because these were like overnight tours i think you had to be 18 to really be a part of it but what i've gone to events where there's kids right right if I'd gotten into it as a kid, I don't think my mom and dad would have been willing to like drag me around the country to, to ride whatever I wanted. Right. You know, I think they and especially when you're a child, your interests are always like kind of blown off. Everybody thinks everything's a phase, yes. especially if it's something so goofy as fucking roller coasters. Like, yeah. I don't know. It, it's a. Uh, but yeah, you'll you'll meet a kid occasionally. And there's also some like really old people and like. Well, Ace. Yeah, in Ace, exactly. And there's some, like... But you're friends with some of the people in Ace? I've been, like, online buddies with some people in Ace, yeah. Okay, wait. Let's slow down for a second. (laughs) Backtrack a little bit. Yeah. Your brother is how much older than you? He's four years older than me. So you're a freshman in high school, and he's going to college. Yeah. And you're like, who am I? What What am I into? My entire identity was based on, like... It's, I hate to talk about him on here because we're we're in a we're in a good place right now. But he, my brother's my brother uh, was very disruptive, is how I'll put it. Just our days in the house were were sort of very subject to his moods. I understand. So when he left, it, yeah, I realized my whole life I had always been like the good kid, the easy one, mm-hmm. and I realized like I'm actually not good or easy at all. I'm actually like a, a kind of a disruptive person myself now, but I never you, was able to to be that because that slot had always been occupied do you think that you being afraid of everything was sort of like your thing that helped you get attention no okay okay I think it was like Genuine. something that my brother made happen like he uh, would he any any like if I showed a sign of fear at anything he would exacerbate it and just you know it was a chew toy for him right Look, I have an older sister and I love her and no one wants to talk shit about their family members. But it is it is a thing like growing up older siblings, younger siblings like it's not trauma doesn't only belong to your parents like it's not just you know, there's stuff. There's a lot of stuff there with siblings. It's an interesting relationship. There is. And it's like fascinating to me when people have like a perfect sibling relationship because I know a few of those and I'm like, what is that like? Same. Yeah. Like it just must be. I don't know. Like because, yeah, it was always complicated for us. Same. Yeah, for sure. So your brother goes to school. You're a freshman in high school. And this is your first year, right? You start high school in ninth grade. And you're like. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. 
We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Wow. It's just me and my parents. I'm not that good. I'm not that nice. I'm not that easy. What do you mean by not that easy? Like I had just always been like the kid that they didn't have to worry about. Right. It was just I was always in my room writing or making paper dolls or coloring or painting or, you know, I was just very creative and very quiet and very mm -hmm. sort of anxious and just not not demanding, I guess, mm -hmm. which is, I think, um it's easy you know it's definitely true that the squeaky wheel gets the grease and, and mm -hmm. so it's like when you're the when you're the kid who needs less you just kind of are able to blend right honestly if i'd been like an only child i think i would have been like a hellion i actually don't think i'm like you know i don't think i'm like a monster or anything but like i'm definitely not the sort of tiptoeing around person that i was as a child right because that was just the environment and did that all sort of start to blossom around well you said eighth grade your friends went to six flags right but yeah and at the same time I like discovered punk music right which, like blew my world apart yeah I just suddenly realized there was this whole kind of world I didn't know about and this person that I could be totally and it was like the best feeling and then you're like I love roller coasters among other things yeah did you do these tours when you were in high school? No, no. I didn't even go on my first tour until I was in my late 20s because I never was I never had the freedom to like get off work or do anything right. like that. It actually wasn't until I became like a professional writer that I was able to do this. Interesting. I always had jobs. I always had like I was always very tethered to a life. Right. I've never had like a flexible situation in my life until I suddenly stumbled into the world of screenwriting. It wasn't even after you wrote and published your book you or your blog. After I wrote my book, I took a job at City Pages in Minneapolis, which is like the all-weekly. Mm -hmm. I was their uh, arts editor, and uh, I wrote reviews, mm -hmm. and uh, which I think karma has come back to bite me in the ass. But um, <laughs> after that, it was like there was like a very weird few years where I was I was sort of traveling from Minneapolis to LA all the time, and sort of living in two places. And then I was like, then I got like divorced from my first husband who lived in Minnesota. Like it was just like wow. my late twenties were like tumultuous. But, yeah, it's an interesting time for all yeah. of us, I think, or or many of us, Saturn's return. You know about that? Yeah, you know what? I, I didn't know about it when it was happening, and now I do. And I'm like, oh my God, I had that like Me too. extreme. In my late 20s, I thought I was, I wrote a book and then nothing happened. So I was like, what am I going to do? I thought after I wrote a book that the world was going to roll out a red carpet for me. And like, no, it just... I worked at a hotel and worked retail. Like, none of that happened. Like, nothing. And I went to get my KSAC, which is a New York State substance abuse counseling certification, because I was like, I don't know if I can make it as a writer. 
I went to these classes and I was like, I can be, I can get into this because it's just talking about drugs. And I like talking about drugs and learning about drugs, but I, it turns out I don't find them very boring. And I would just write about the people in my class because that's they were the thing so I was going to cool. say. I bet this, this whole exercise made you a better writer for sure. Yeah. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm just, I need to make a commitment and do it no matter what. But it was all from 27 to 30. Like I didn't move out here until I was 32 or 33 or something. But anyway, so it's sort of like yours. I mean, I didn't, if I did know you were, you'd been married before I forgot. And I, I know stuff about your younger years from your book, but like. That book is so skanky. Candy I'm so girl? ashamed of it. I so wish I could like I mean, pull it your diary. Out of print. Me too. With Are your you? diary. Yeah, yeah. Like I tell people, don't read it because it's I do. like not because it, we're better writers now, and it's well. But, that's the thing. I think people think I'm telling them not to read it because it has like dirty stripping stuff in it, and that's not it. I could care less about that. Yes, I believe my writing has improved since the book came out, and yeah. that's what's embarrassing. I I feel the same way about Dear Diary. Plus, there's a lot of pop culture vicey kind of stylistic things in there, and they don't hold up well they don't stand the test of time like talking about bush like fuck bush nobody cares anymore like isn't it fascinating though remember how like fucking fired up we were about bush yeah like, we hated bush. yeah like i wasn't an american idiot in my fucking cubicle i'm like i mean it's like yeah totally. and now it's like everyone's <laughs> yeah. like i kind of miss bush like, <laughs> i know wait there was like a thing like la tigra was all about like fuck bush like all of their yeah Dre- they had like custom made dresses that were like fuck bush and there was like f- my put something about your pussy in a book like yeah i remember the slogan i just there was can't a think slogan. of what it was yeah, it was such a huge deal and now it's like what am i making references to food not bombs like no one understands these whatever it's so a sli- it's a slice but, of life though like it's it's it, at the very least it's a document of the time you know totally and, and that said though i do think that candy girl is really well written like <laughs> i thank you it's a, but not it's mean even spirited that. that's my other issue with it <laughs> and i I don't, I don't i'm not like that anymore i would want to like right. meet i would want to like meet all those girls and like get to know them right help them babysit i, I just am a different person now i hear that I was just like a selfish and, and tone deaf. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like I'm a very late bloomer. And I think at <laughs> 25, I had the maturity of like a seventh grader. Well, that's fair. 25 year olds are children. No offense to anyone who I'm friends <laughs> with. That's 25. But but so you then you were coming out here to L.A. You kind of got into screenwriting, blah, blah, blah. We don't have to talk about your career. But then you made some money. And so you were like, I'm going on a coaster tour. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to go. Exactly. Because I'd always wanted to do it. Always. And I was like, really? I know this is going to be weird. How would you hear about it? Because of the internet. You know, you're on this. Yeah, I was but... on all kinds of message boards. Totally. Still am. And it was like, okay. so yeah, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm just trying to stay caught up with everything. So you've always wanted to go on a tour. You've been like on the online coaster yeah. scene. And you've been to like Flor- uh, California and like... Midwest, like local coasters. Yeah, yeah. I had been, if I was near one, I'd go to it, but, or if I was on a road trip and I passed one, everybody would have to pull over. But like, I hadn't ever done this targeted. And you went by yourself or with a friend or a boyfriend or what? I went by myself. So I was just on a bus with like 50 strangers that were all, I mean, there was nobody like me. Yeah. Were you, what kind of people were they? It's interesting. There was a mix of like really. Yeah, and I, I hope this isn't like offensive. There's a because it, it's something that 
I've wondered about myself, but there are a lot of people who are on the spectrum in this hobby because uh, there's something very uh, satisfying about the details mm. and the, the collecting and the, the lists. And so you're not the, the only one who does these lists. Oh, and- no, no. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of it. Yeah. And you can get into like arguments about the minutia of things, which there's a lot of mansplaining, which is very frustrating. Like right. I won an argument once and I, I was so angry because I was right all along and it was over the stupidest thing. And uh, guys just, you know how they are? Yeah. Especially guys that don't really have the strongest social skills. Yes. Yeah. They're just like shouting over you. It's similar to like tech geeks. Yeah. It's so annoying. And so, also they're wrong. Exactly. <sighs> so it was... Uh, yeah, it was. Do you it remember was, what it was about? You do. Yeah, we were arguing about whether a specific coaster had a linear induction motor or a linear synchronous motor, and I was right. Oh there, but there's because there's different. You know how uh, there's some co- roller coasters that go up a hill like with a chain, and then they go down. Yes. You don't ride them though, but you know. I know. And then there's some that just blast out of the station. They launch, right? Yeah. So they have to launch them a certain way. And some of them use like air propulsion. Uh-huh. Some of them use like a linear induction motor. Some of them actually use brute force. Like they'll just drop a fucking weight. Some old ones. And so that's right. very interesting to me. Don't get me started. So, but that, <laughs> does that have anything to do with your actual experience on the roller coaster? It does. How so? Because it's a way of stepping inside the interest in a strange way. Mm-hmm. Like, if your interest was math, wouldn't it be cool if you could walk into the equation? Yes. Like, it's a way of actually being able to ride the fact. Right. So if you're on, like, an old chain-linked roller coaster, yeah. you know that, and you're like, okay, f- I feel that chain. I'm in that chain. There's people who are just into lift hills. They'll post pictures of lift hill porn. <laughs> or, like, yeah, I mean, like, any detail you can think of, there's people that are into brake runs. What's a brake run? That's like, um, so a lot of the time, if you're on a roller coaster in the middle, it'll slow down uh-huh. and then it'll get going again into the fun shit. Right. The slowdown has to happen for, for safety reasons because other another train is coming. Right. So everything has to be timed perfectly or they'll all slam into each other. Right. So that's why. And then sometimes they'll add brakes to roller coasters as they get older to reduce wear and tear on the tracks. And we always know when that's happened. So you'll go on the message board and you'll be like, guys. Demon at Six Flags Great America is heavily braked this year. And everyone will be like, no. Like, Whoa. so, yeah, like you can always tell the difference. What's your favorite part? My favorite part of a, a roller, roller coaster. Um, I love uh, negative G's. I like airtime, which is when you fly out of your seat. <gasps> I like being launched out of the seat. So does that happen when you go upside down or it happens? No, you actually experience positive G's when you're upside down. Uh-huh. Negative G's it usually happen on a, a that's for small gravity hill. Yes, they call them airtime hills. You, so if you fly over a small hill, and especially if you have a train loaded with fat people, which most of us in the industry are not small, or in the in the industry, in the uh, <laughs> most of us in the roller coaster community are bigger people. Because will we, you wait to get we on eat a tons of cotton candy and chicken fingers ride that you know the the group is going to have more weight? We've specifically herded obese dudes onto the trains oh to get gosh. the weight going. Um, so it goes faster it goes way faster oh wow i think fear is like really your hobby yeah i think you're right (laughs) (laughs) because like i don't know i don't know if you feel fear when you go on roller coasters it seems like there's something else there that like the architecture i wish i could find one that still scares me unfortunately i have i have been on so many that it's like i don't get the butterflies anymore what about that one? Okay, so are do water parks count? 
Yeah. What about that just, one where the kid got his head cut oh off? Oh my God. That's just horrifying. It's the thing so that, upsetting that, we don't so, have to talk it's about so it. It's so fucked up. The thing that's scary about water parks is that they're not regulated the way amusement parks are. Why? So I'm shocked like more people don't die. And what, like it's insane to me because roller coasters could not be more safe. The amount of just daily checks and maintenance that is done are done on roller coasters like there is absolutely no reason to be nervous about riding one ever like they walk those tracks every morning and check every fucking bolt yeah have you ever been on a roller coaster that malfunctioned or broke down no weirdly i haven't knockwood i'm actually it's funny like some enthusiasts like totally get off on having to evacuate Wow. Like there's people who are like jealous of people that have gotten to walk down like the scary little stairs. On totally. I do not want to do that. Right. I did do a track walk once. Uh-huh. Um, I went up there with the maintenance people just to, to do it. And it was really scary. What do you like more? Riding the roller coaster or... <laughs> researching your researching by far oh really i always prefer in every hobby that i have is like sort of research oriented so tell me what this research looks like for example let's say what's the scariest roller coaster in the u.s right now the scariest one is weirdly here it's probably x2 at magic mountain right i've heard paul and his friends talk about x2 it's scary have you been on it? Many, many times. Okay. <laughs> many, many, many. And you made a spreadsheet. You were like, you heard about this and you yes. were like, off to the races. Let yeah, me look I was into very it. excited to try that one. You knew the architect. You were familiar with yeah, his or actually, her work. You know what's such a bummer is that ride actually killed an entire company. Why? It was the last roller coaster manufactured by Arrow because it is such a costly folly. Uh, it's just a incredibly complicated machine and they there's only one other uh coaster like it in in the world in japan and then they just didn't make any more what's so what's the big whoop the big whoop is you're you're hanging off the side of the track uh-huh. in like a free swinging kind of harness and you flip while the roller coaster is going through the circuit so your body is flipping freely <sighs> actually not freely the, the flipping is is programmed but your uh-huh. body is flipping and that while the the roller coaster is also doing crazy roller coaster esque things. Right. And it's also extremely rough. Like really like whiplash. Like could give you an injury, yes. And you're like, this is what it would feel like to be in a tornado. Yes. It's it's really probably like the most intense experience that like you can handle without going to space. That's that's pretty crazy. That ride. That sounds really crazy. Do you close your eyes or open them? open because mm-hmm. i'm interested in the track layout but uh it's it's hard that one it doesn't even matter what you do because you just don't know where you are it's just crazy you are familiar with the the architects manufacturers companies who make certain kinds of coasters yeah do you have a favorite yeah i mean this guy um schwarzkopf or herr octobon as they call him mr roller coaster he's mm-hmm. this german guy who designed all these uh these really classic beautiful graceful roller coasters and they're a few of them are portable so they'll bring them out every year for like Oktoberfest huh and they're very intense positive G's like you can black out on those you said you can black out yeah because if you if you pull you know more than a few G's you'll black out and like sometimes people do on his ride specifically positive G's aren't really my thing but I'm really his his coasters are so beautiful they're really they're really really beautiful mm. 
So they look beautiful. Uh, yes, they look beautiful, and it's incredible that for decades now they've been assembled and moved, and yeah. they and they work. Are there any? What are some in this country? Are there any? Yeah, there's lots of Schwarzkopf's in this country, actually. What's um, one? Let me think. Uh, well, there one of my favorite ones is actually in Chicago, and it's called the Wizard, and it's just an old Schwarzkopf, and it's a a really simple model in it, but it's a lot of kids. I, I grew up in that area, so it's a lot of right. kids' first coaster there. It just goes up the hill around a helix, uh, and it's very like I don't know. It's it's nostalgic for me. I like the names of roller coasters. I do too, but I think I could do better. What would you name your roller coaster if you could design one? Hmm. Oh my god, that's such a hard question. Yeah. The problem with the, is now is that they just recycle names all the time. How many more coasters can you name like Firehawk? Do you know what I mean? Like that right. kind of thing. Like, oh, you know what's great? There's one in England named Rita. And I'm like, <laughs> giving a fucking roller that's coaster awesome. a woman's name is rad. Like that's I respect tot- Rita Queen of Speed, which is like a fucking band name. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, give me some other names you like of roller coasters. Um, there's is it there, co- uncool to say roller coaster and cooler if I just say coaster? You can say whatever you want. It's <laughs> it's uncool either way. Uh, the, there's one in Amsterdam called the dog fart coaster. It's literally the whatever I can't remember what the Dutch word for dog fart is, but it's literally it's themed to like you're being farted out of a dog's asshole. Weird. Yeah. Have you been on it? I haven't. Do you want to go on it? Y- yes. yes. Yes, yeah. my my dream is eventually to get the whole fam yeah. on a plane, go to Europe, and make a trip of this. You got to do it. The problem, it's like, it's hard to get five people to agree on something. And like, Ugh. this would really be for me. That's so unfair. It is hard to get five people to agree on something. Well, how about your kids don't get a say because you own them? I tell them this all the time. I'm always like, you know, this is my house, yeah. right? Like- <laughs> Vacations are your, our parents' rules. such an asshole. Give me another name. I like Rita. I like Dog There's one fart. called Poltergeist. <gasps> That's my favorite That's one. That's cool, right? Oh, yes. yeah. Are there any roller coasters slash haunted houses? Um, No. Well, see, dark rides are a whole other thing. Oh. Dark ride enthusiasts. But there is, um, it's it's not a roller coaster, but there is this amusement park in Pennsylvania called Knobles mm-hmm. that has the most amazing old collection of like lovingly maintained rides like these people are preservationists and it's like my favorite place and they have this haunted house that you ride in a little car on a track and it's old school like you go through this building and there's you know crash doors and like ghosts dropping from the ceiling and it's like the most spooky like retro like you feel like you're on a date in the 1940s and like oh, I love that I love stuff. it. I love it too. Yes. I love haunted houses. Yes, like I you would do love Universal this. Studios every year. Yeah, I love you. I love going to Universal. Yeah, yeah. And I love the haunted mansion at Disney. I'm like obsessive about it. I've only been to the one in Disney World. I haven't been to Disneyland in years and years and years and years because I don't thrive on amusement parks. I, I fully understand why most people dislike. It's a lot them. of daylight. Super hot. Just slow moving crowds. Yes. Disneyland is so fucking packed, like 99% of the time, that it's uh, yeah. actually hard to have an it's enjoyable expensive. day there. It is crazy expensive. With that said, I still go a few times a year. So I have some questions that I wanted to ask you about your hobby. A lot of them we covered. Like, what, how did you start? What brought you to this hobby? Um, one thing I want to know is what do you wear when you 
go on a coaster. What's like the ideal oh, coaster outfit? You got to have a fanny pack because they always <laughs> want you to stow your like personal belongings. And right. by the way, like fanny packs were not cool until like a couple years ago when suddenly it became like a thing to have like the Claire right. V bum bag or whatever. Right. But like I'm talking like a nylon fluorescent Walmart right. Disney family type fanny pack. That's but a must. You, okay. When I go to water parks, which mm. I do, despite the fact that they're dangerous and unregulated, mm-hmm. I have a special waterproof pouch that I wear around my neck that I keep my phone in. Love it. Because I like to have my phone with me at all times. Of course. And uh, I, I also wear like a burkini. Like I'll wear like a full fucking outfit <laughs> because I do not. I'm not saying I have the hottest bod in the world, but I don't want to be sexualized by anyone at Raging Waters. Like I do not want a dad to even like take a glimpse. What is your burkini? Like what you're just wearing I have, like, like jeans? Like, no, what are you I have like a full rash guard. I have like like long like Bermuda shorts, like water <laughs> so shoes, cute. the pouch goggles because if i'm gonna be doing some head first racing slides I'm, i need to keep the water out of my eyes head first racing slides yeah they have the ones that you go down head first like side by side and you see who gets to the bottom faster it's fun yeah that is fun <laughs> you're cool no <laughs> i like this outfit do you wear crocs I do. Um, I do. I actually have a pair of the high heeled like pumps that they made this year. <laughs> they did. Um, yeah, yeah. That. And so, um, one of my really good friends is like obsessed with Crocs, and like she got them <laughs> for me, and she has like many pairs, and like we're unapologetic about it. Yeah. Like I fucking like Crocs. It's a great shoe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that brings me to another question. You said with all of the hobbies, my favorite part has been researching. Mm-hmm. So what else have you researched? I like to lurk on message boards on the internet where people are discussing very specific things mm-hmm. but like sometimes it'll be the most random shit you'll imagine such like as? i'll spend like hours hanging out on a board where people are talking about how to like repair pool filters and i know yeah. that sounds really crazy but it'll give me like deep satisfaction sometimes i'll spend days on one of these things but you're not but interested the- in repairing it no i don't want to personally do it but i like knowing that i could or like right. it- it's it's really strange, and I, I I've been doing this ever since I was a little kid. Like when I was a little kid, I was really into like trees, so like type <laughs> like types of trees. That's but so it wasn't sweet. about being with the trees. I wasn't even a nature right. enthusiast. I didn't want to be outside. I just yeah. liked to make lists of types of trees that I had seen. That's nice. So That's, I just like you make, like the knowledge. Yeah. I think a lot of bird watching and then it was similar. birds mm-hmm. then it was birds oh so you were into bird yeah, watching so it pushes like a specific button in my brain that releases like oxytocin or something uh-huh. where i really like to accumulate knowledge on topics that is that's really cool and totally interesting <laughs> and a very valid hobby like the, it feels like a real waste of time like it feels I, like i would say it's the opposite i don't know i just wish i did more i wish i was putting out more i wish i was the person providing knowledge to others and instead i'm just sucking it up you are one of the most prolific (laughs) filmmakers for every movie that you make i'm like i bet she had three other ones that she didn't make this year i think you're working a lot yourself i'm really not that's why i'm doing a podcast because i do too many hobbies like writing is it's only that can only enrich your writing. Thank you. I'd like to say that it's not procrastination, it's process. And I do 
write a lot, but it's not a hobby. It's it's work. And I it's something that I have to do to make money. So like it used to be a hobby for me. It used to be creative and fun and make zines and write poetry and even I, I mean, I had a, there was a time in my life where I was just, you know, making so much. Right. And I do feel like I've lost some of that. I don't know if that's like age. I don't know if I'm just making so much like writing, like scripts like and work. A, when I lived in, when I was in my 20s and living in Chicago and working as like a secretary, mm-hmm. I would just get home and write songs, write poems. And I know it sounds so corny, but like it was pleasure for me yeah. in a way that now there is like a weird survival element to creating because it's how I make my living and support my kids so it does make it a little it makes it feel like work a little yeah you know yeah it's changes yeah you want a really cool podcast well it's figuring itself out it it is also a hobby that's meta that the podcast is the yeah the hobby also I like talking to people yeah and I I like finding out like what you're into like that's cool that you like cars and roller coasters Two things I'm totally like I have no interest in. Yeah, but I like I like figuring out, or I I appreciate hearing like why you're so interested in those things. It's not that different. Like controlled chaos is why I'm interested in certain things too. They're just so different, you know. Like I yeah. love painting because of that reason, but it's so different. Cool stuff. Anyway, this is the end of our podcast okay so for filling the void i'm really interested in like weird hobbies hobbies that people are super obsessed with and we have a toll-free number and you can leave a message please call us at 844-370-VOID leave a message tell me what your weird awesome delicious obsessive hobby is because i'm like I just want more and more and more and I like it when people are obsessed with weird shit and um, you can rate and review on Apple podcasts. Tell your friends about filling the void. Bye. Powered by ACAST. 